My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. This morning, we are joined by Connie Pepe. She joins us in studio, and she is a woman that is a serial entrepreneur, all right? And she is the founder and current CEO of Bebe Group, which has four groups of companies underneath it, and they operate primarily in the areas of nutrition, fitness, and uh, cosmetics. My sister, we're going to keep it here, right? Yes. How are you? Oh, I'm waking up. You're waking up, ne? <laughs> yes. No choose out to be up at this hour, ne? No, I'm thinking I'm going to take a DNA sample of everyone that's in the studio. I want to know what kind of breed of people you are. You guys are up so early. We are media and and communications people. And you're waking up the people, inspiring Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's a 24-hour business, this one. It is. You know what I'm saying. So um, we've become used to it. Even in the film industry, you look at the call times of actors and crew and cast. This is the time. Hair and makeup, even two hours before you even start doing anything. There you go. You know, so. Amazing. We we don't have those luxuries of waking up six seven o'clock in the morning. You don't get enough credit, I don't think. You honestly. see what I'm saying? I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, we start off this feature by asking you, what's that morning routine that gets you up and going every morning? Oh, that's interesting, actually. So when I wake up first thing in the morning, I've made it a, a goal of mine not to touch my phone for about an hour. Oh wow! Yeah. So okay. I'll usually have about you know half a liter to a liter of water because mm-hmm. I'm always dehydrated for some reason. So I'll have you know I'll have some water and um, some warm water, and then I'll have a, a green tea. I'm a massive green tea fan. I have some right here. I'm always drinking green tea. And then I sort of sit in my, I have two journals. I have one where I do like my personal self-love, you know, things that make me feel good about myself. Mm. And then I have one for, for my work. So, so you journal every morning? Every single morning, yeah. Wow. Two you, different ones. You've had quite an interesting life because you were born uh, in Canada to a South African father and a Zimbabwean mom. Slight correction. I was born in Zimbabwe. My Zimbabwe, m- yes. then Canada. So then, yeah. And then we moved to Canada. That's why I have... It's been sweet, sweet, sweet. How long were you in Canada? So I was in Canada half my life. So half my life I was here. Then the other half I was in Canada. Mm. But if we total up all the other years of my life, I've been in Africa longer longer than I've been in, in, in Canada. So I moved back here um, just when I was hitting that half point of being there half my life and half my life here. Mm. Mm. And, and those early days in Canada, I mean, did you have any particular aspirations about what you wanted to do uh, in life or were you still pretty much young, enjoying your childhood? I knew very well that I wanted nice clothes because I went to a school that was very fashion forward. Okay. I went to school with, um, when we first arrived in Canada, where I arrived in, in a in a city called Montreal, which is a French speaking part of Canada. Yeah. And they had kids from Cote d'Ivoire, from Pakistan, from Russia. I mean we I literally went to a school with the whole world. Wow. Um and they had little cliques as well. So the French speaking um kids, they all they always seem to have all the fashion, you know, and so I would look at them and like, oh I want the fashion, I want the hair, all this stuff. So I knew from a young age that I, I needed to make money because what I wanted costed money. Mm. From, I think I was 13 or 14. And you had that thought. That's a very right mature away. thought to have. I need to have money because the things I want, they cost money. Yeah. And from that age, I actually got my first job when I was 14. Mm. And I was dedicated to getting a cell phone and a gym membership. <laughs> Those are the two, two things that I really wanted to get as soon as I could get a little bit of money for Why? some clothes. Why cell phone and gym membership? So that's when, like, you know, that's Song like came out by J- J-Lo um, 
man, she had a song where her abs was just front and center in the music video. Right. Same time around when Amari came out that song, it's this one thing that got me tripping. You know, like mm. the, it was very figure focused. It was very, it was a time where women were really starting to, oh, am I skinny enough? And so I was really conscious about my body and I wanted to just get to the gym and mm. get my body in shape. From Yeah, I was 14. I was 14. Wow. That sounds like quite a lot of pressure to put on yourself at just age uh, 14 to be so body conscious that you, you you say you wanted to get the gym contract and you want did you think that it was a a form of um issues of self-love and how you perceived yourself that if i have to look a certain way to be loved accepted or what drove it it became that when i moved from montreal to vancouver i was I must have been 17 yeah it became like that because there there were no there really wasn't any black people sure i would walk into a room and i was always the only black person so it became more about being self-conscious and more about do I fit in? Am I pretty enough? And am I this? Am I that enough? Mm. But in Montreal, it was really just about being fly. And J-Lo. <laughs> yes. And wearing the crop tops. <laughs> yeah. It was really just about being fly. Yeah. Because there were so many really cool kids from so many different parts of the world. And mm. you just want to be a cool kid as well. From My best friends were from, my best friend was from Jamaica. I had, you know, I just, you want to be, you want to be hot <laughs> but then yes when once I got to Montreal or to uh, Vancouver right. it became I became a lot more self-conscious and I that's when I was like okay I walk into a place and I don't get the same service I'm black is it because I'm black or is it because I look like I don't belong here mm. and and I remember making a decision that I'm going to be successful because I, I want I want treatment. I want to be treated well, you know, mm. because whether it was racism or it was classism, at least I can knock one of those off. <laughs> I can right. knock off the financial part, but I can I will never and would never want to change the color of my skin. But I can at least knock off the, <laughs> the classism section, mm. you know, by hard by hard work. And, and that's a very, um, you know, hard lesson to learn that there are places where you only get accepted if you look a certain way or if you are a certain race, yes. you know, and, and how did that influence? you know how you then went on into entrepreneurship like you say you've always mm-hmm. been entrepreneurial since yeah. you were a teenager so it makes sense that you went on to find Bebe Group and it's a holding company for four companies yes. you know just briefly take us through you know what it is those companies under uh, Bebe Group so they all are somehow some are very much linked to actual confidence I think now that I think about it because we're having this conversation yeah. and I'm actually learning yeah. them as I'm talking so I think that the very first company that I started which was a detox tea blend um was originally because I was having issues with candida, which a lot of, they say one in four people are going to have candida in their life, and a lot of people don't know what candida is. It's a yeast infection that sits in your tummy, and it just causes you to crave sugar. It makes you really lethargic, uh, and it's just, it's in your tummy. Um, so Sounds a lot of, familiar. A lot of people have it, and yes. they have no idea. So I, I, I would need to like take a nap, like midday. I, would, like, I needed to take a nap like around three, and I needed sugar. So um, there were a few different options to get rid of it, and one of it was just to do some kind of cleanse. Mm. Um, and then I met a herbalist who helped me formulate it. But she was like, "Well, I needed to make at least ten kgs because otherwise it's not worth the money and the and the, and the time to to do it for you." So now I'm sitting with ten kgs of tea. What am I going to do with it? That's how I launched my first company, which is called Pre Tea. Um, so that's that's the first one. So mm. they're all very much linked to my own personal struggle. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then Kobe, our fitness company, which is a waist belt that you wear when you work out at the gym. Also around that same time, I was training to, uh, to be in fitness competitions. And my trainer made it very clear that, 
you know, you got to get rid of the, the, the tubby tummy. Like, he was like, that's the section that will... What did they call it? Tubby? Tubby tummy, yeah. Tubby tummy. Yeah, he said tubby tummy. <laughs> we all have something, you know, that we want to get rid of. And he was just yeah. like, you can train as much as you want, build your upper body, build your legs, muscular. But if, you, if you've got it, any bit of a tummy on you, you're not going to win the competition. Mm. So I started becoming very cautious. And in the beginning, I would, like, use Saran wrap, plastic wrap around my belly. And then eventually that was, like... It's really noisy. I mean, you're on the treadmill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I started looking for thermogenic material that would mm. kind of would do something similar or maybe even better. And that's how that company came about. And now you have uh, with us what I believe is your cosmetic range there, the Connie Transform. Yes. And you've got your brand of uh, matte lipsticks yes. that you've become very well known for. Yes. Tell us about them. So that one also came from a personal struggle. I was, um, I was wanting to... I had just moved back home here in Zansi and I wanted to fix myself. Mm. I was on Instagram scrolling and you compare yourself to these girls and they look all perfect. And I'm like, you do know that's a filter. Yeah. That's why I don't get on my phone anymore in the morning. Cause I don't, I know it's a filter. I know it's a filter, but then you think you're comparing yourself. You're not thinking about that. Especially if you don't have a nice phone, you know, (laughs) you're just like a new movie. What is everybody else drinking that, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I said, okay, the first thing I can do is I can maybe just even change the lipstick I'm wearing. Cause I've been wearing mm. the same one lipstick from Mac for, since, since I was like 19. Yeah. And I said, okay, fine. Let me at least find a new lipstick. And I literally had a hard time finding a nude lipstick just mm. for my skin color. I had to ch- mix like two or three different ones. I was like, okay, we need lipsticks for black women. Um, I jokingly said that to a friend of mine and she was like, why don't you just start your own? Mm. And I was like, why don't I? <laughs> you know. So the first range were opaque lipsticks that like can cover because a lot of uh, women of color we have darker lips. Even Indian women mm. we have darker lips uh, around the you know or just pretty much darkness around the mouth and darkness around the eyes. And you need a lipstick that is opaque enough that it covers that. And you you know you don't see darkness seeping through underneath your lips. You really feel beautiful when you've got it on. Mm. And it was named it Connie Transform because Connie wanted to transform. Very, very, very clear that, you know, you've personalized it. Each and every one of them means something. Tell us how you've grown the business because, you know, right now you've also had um, relationships with well-known celebrities who've kind of come on and uh, did some investment or some endorsements with your products. Did you find that it was beneficial? Absolutely. Um, And I'm even learning that more and more now. I've just come back from a trip where we are now looking at working with foreign influencers Mm. and they're just not getting as much traction here. So I know for a fact that South Africans really only, for the most part, um, absorb things from people that they already know. Yes. We so love even, we love our boyties. We love we our love celebrities. Our, yeah. We love our poltuses. We love them. Yes. You know, and I, I think that's what makes us so unique. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, the world is obsessed with American stars. And I love and, that and here. But no, in South Africa, we're obsessed with South African Yes. <laughs> and we want South African beauty. We want yes. women that we think, yeah, she's like me. She looks just like my cousin. She looks mm. just like my sister. She looks just like me. Mm. So um, on, on that note, we do have a collaboration coming up with a very big celebrity <laughs> I can't say too much um, but yeah we do have something really big coming up and I think that will further more grow the brand and the recognition in the, in the country Finally do you have an inspirational quote of verse that you live by that you'd like to share with us? Never think anyone is smarter than you mm, That's a very interesting one Where does it come from? 
uh, there's a, um, I, I call her my mentor, though I've never met her in my life. Her name is Bethany Frankel, and she was in a show. She still is in a show, actually, called The Real Housewives of New York City. And when she launched a company on the very first season of, of the show, all she had was a book. Um, and she, she, she even says it now that she had something like maybe 100,000 rand left to her name, which in New York City is not Nothing. a lot of money. Um, and all the other women were, like, going shopping for breakfast. Like, you know, so she, she was different. She was hustling and she was working. And she had, she had an idea to put out a, um, a low calorie cocktail for women because a lot of women are conscious about drinking and, and you know and they want to drink but they don't want to pack on the, the calories and yeah. the sugar so she and she said she approached every brand that she could ask them if they would be willing to partner with her to help her bring this product to market and everybody said no it was very male driven because it was mostly men that were drinking alcohol whiskey vodka all that stuff and they said no and they turned it on and she said you know what had I not had I listened to them I wouldn't have done it but I always knew that I, I there was something for sure that was in there in my concept in my idea and Everyone told me no, but I believed in myself and I said, you know what? Just because they don't know doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So never think anyone is smarter than you. Don't assume, rather. Don't assume that someone's smarter, smarter than, than, you. than you. Because there are people that are smarter than you. You should listen. But don't, don't just assume from the get-go that someone is smarter than you. Connie, we are out of time. Thank you so much for being with us this uh, morning. Please share with us your social media handles. Yes, please find me on Instagram. It's Connie, C-E-O. So that's C-O-N-N-I-E, C-E-O. Uh, and that's me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find me right through pretty much every, every social media handle is the same. Connie, C-E-O. There you go. Eight minutes before five o'clock. Stay with us.